Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Reporters Roundup on this Wednesday, January 17th. Here are the stories making news right now. Riding out the storm in Wisdom. I'm Chris Fama. I'm Carl Stevens. A man in Worcester crashes his car, OD'd on heroin, and his daughter was in his car. The president's doctor gives him a clean bill of health. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House. I'm Adam Kaufman. Claude Julien coming back to the Garden tonight with his Canadiens to face the Bruins. And no more drama for the Celtics and Isaiah Thomas. Bitcoin is sliding and some traders are blaming the moon. I'm Tracy Jonke for Bloomberg Business. And on Wall Street, the Dow is now up 215 points. WBZ News Time coming up to 1231. This portion of the news is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals. Buyatoyota.com. Well, there's not much going on around here right now, but it's a winter storm warning out in central Massachusetts. Uh, WBZ's Chris Fama uh, joins me here in the studio because earlier today you were out and about, oh, the trials and tribulations of someone who does our storm coverage at WBZ. Yeah, you know, you get out there early in the morning. I was out in Worcester probably four o'clock and we're interviewing people and we're going through our paces and right. putting sound into our laptop. Well, over the course of time and while searching for Wi-Fi, my laptop starts going down. So <laughs> I pull over to the side of the road. I'm trying to find Wi-Fi somewhere. And what pops up at the top with the strongest signal? Bagel time. Bagel ba- time. Bagel time. Run by our good friend. Mary and I work at Bagel Time. So I popped into Bagel Time. I said, I see you have Wi-Fi. Would you mind if I sat down and just worked a little bit here? And they're like, no. Come on in. And they were just the sweetest people. They had their regulars coming in, and it was just a a terrific time. I brought back some of the bagels. Those were delicious bagels. They were good. Uh, I had one, and thank you so much. They they were very, very good. Don't thank me. Thank Mary, and I work at Bagel Time. Mary! And we know what Mary was doing there so early in the morning? What? My customers, they need me. They need the coffee and the bagels, so that's why I came. That's what she does. So it was great because the roads weren't that good, but they weren't that bad. I was able to move around Worcester. I was up at the airport. I'd gone down by WPI, which is how I ran into Bagel Time. And I knew the place because I had a friend who went there. And I was, you know, the roads were tough, but people had to go where they had to go. I talked to a student who was walking because he had a lab that was due. I ran into a couple of police officers who were working on details. But it was a much slower scene and the snow much more severe out in Central Mass. Mary, and I work at Bagel Time. Mary! Mary. All right, that's uh, WBZ's Chris Farmer with us on Reporters Roundup. You're listening to Reporters Roundup on WBZ. So is it a Bitcoin burst? Good question. Because a precipitous drop in the cryptocurrency over the last few days has some online investors a little nervous. Tracy Jonke joins us from Bloomberg Business. Tracy, what is with these wild swings for Bitcoin? Well, Bitcoin has always been extremely volatile, Rod. It's just that more people have been watching since Bitcoin reached a record last month of nearly 20 
$8,000, and uh, it has collapsed to about half that today, right now trading at $9,961. Bitcoin watchers have all kinds of theories about uh, what's happening here. One is that regulators, who have largely left this market to its own devices, are starting to get more involved. But today we hear another theory uh, from some traders who are actually blaming the slump on the moon, or more precisely, the Lunar New Year, the first day of the Chinese calendar. is a huge holiday, not just in China, but across Asia. And the thinking is that maybe these Bitcoin miners and investors are taking a break to make their travel arrangements and start buying presents. But uh, the holiday's about a month away, February 16th. So you get the impression that Bitcoin traders, they don't know either, Rod. Hmm. Well, Wall Street's doing okay without Bitcoin today. That's right. In fact, the Dow is uh, back to topping 26,000, a milestone level it reached yesterday for the very first time. It has to get there at the closing bell to make it count. Right now, up 211 points, Rod. Yeah. All right. Tracy Johnkey at Bloomberg Business. Thank you, although I never understood Bitcoin. Steve Bannon, former White House chief strategist, refused to answer questions of the House Intelligence Committee and has now been subpoenaed. It's reported that Bannon has now cut a deal with special counsel Robert Mueller to avoid testifying before a grand jury in that Russian investigation. CBS News legal analyst Andrew Cohen on the Ring Central Newsline joins us. And Steve Bannon has become a real popular guy these past few days, hasn't he? Well, it, you know, it's all coming toward him at the same time, and it's coming toward him at the same time, what, a couple of weeks after this huge uh, hullabaloo with uh, the president. Uh, uh, I don't know that anyone should be surprised that Robert Mueller, for example, would want to talk to Steve Bannon or that uh, the folks uh, on these uh, House committees, uh, Senate committees, would want to talk to uh, Steve Bannon. The question is, what does he want to say to them, and how much can they force him uh, to say uh, given his uh, ultimately his constitutional right to remain silent. So he's been subpoenaed now before Congress. Uh, yesterday, as we know, he didn't answer any questions. And uh, Robert Mueller wants to see him before a grand jury. Now, does that mean he has to answer questions now? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think that um, he can always invoke his Fifth Amendment right, uh, even if he's subpoenaed before a grand jury. Now, he could be given immunity, there could be a fight over uh, contempt and so forth. Uh, if Congress offers him some grant of immunity, he has to testify. Then there's, you know, that go down that path. Um, my sense is, though, that he is going to invoke uh, or has invoked some form of executive privilege. And of course, uh, a couple months ago, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions, when he appeared before Congress, sort of said that he thought that answers to some of his questions would implicate executive privilege, and so he didn't answer. What these questioners are looking for is an actual invocation of the right so that they can take that to court. And I think that's one of the things that probably frustrated the folks uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday as uh, Bannon was sort of ducking and dodging. CBS News legal analyst Andrew Cohen with us on Reporters Roundup today. We have a shocking story out of Worcester to tell you about where a man crashed his car with his six-year-old daughter in the vehicle. Now, the man overdosed on heroin. WBZ's Carl Stevens in the Ring Central News line is following the story. He joins me here in the studio. Anyone heard here first? You know, the six-year-old daughter was fine. 
the man did not suffer any injuries as a result of the crash, but he almost died yeah. because of the heroin overdose. First responders had to give him Narcan. Narcan. Yeah. The deputy fire chief spoke to WBZ-TV and said, we, we've been doing this day after day after day. And you realize as you hear these stories, although few are as dramatic as this, I mean, the guy crashed the car with his daughter sitting right next to him. That, it could have been really bad. Yeah. Um, but you hear this across the country. Sure. You know, fire chiefs, I hear it on the police scanner when I'm driving around. You know, we got to get to here. we got a man unresponsive, woman unresponsive. we got to give him Narcan, and they bring him back to life. So it's one community after another responding to this. But luckily, in this particular case, nobody was hurt. Now, opioids was the topic of uh conversation front and center if you will at the state house yesterday as lawmakers heard testimony concerning a new proposal from the governor this has been a big deal for the governor for quite sure some time, has as if you i remember, remember yeah uh, in 2016 there was a law made massachusetts the first state in the country to put a limit that seven-day limit on initial opioid prescriptions and you're right yesterday there was a hearing on his latest proposal and that would do a number of things it would create really new pathways for addicts to access treatment also more education for young people to understand what the ripple of terrible ripple effects are of opioids, and he's also proposed giving the state more control over the licensing of recovery coaches in this ever-emerging space. On the Ring Central News line from the aceticket.com sports studio on this snowy hump day, I'm here with WBZ's Adam Kaufman. Okay, quick question for you. Is this controversy with Isaiah Thomas and Paul Pierce over? It's done. Thank it's goodness. over. Well, look, Rod, we remember how Paul Pierce felt about it a couple weeks ago on ESPN when it seemed like, according to Danny Ainge, that Isaiah Thomas was going to get a video tribute when he came back next February 11th on Paul Pierce's night to retire number 34. Night I get my job retirement i'm not sure i want to look up at the jumble trying to see isaiah highlights bro you after this, all the years i put in you don't need to share that with nobody you know i had a chance to watch kobe's and throughout the game the timeouts it was a lot of tribute videos for him and i enjoyed to watch that throughout the game now hopefully you know the boston celtics will do that for me i'm not sure if i want to see an isaiah video that night so is that selfish? Maybe a little bit. I don't maybe, think maybe, it's, maybe a I don't little think bit. So. Well, I just mean that the ceremony is, is after the game. There are like 25 timeouts during a game. Couldn't spare one minute for okay, Isaiah Thomas. Then let me but, ask you this. But, but it's fine. I don't even care. I, I support the decision. <laughs> you don't the, even the, care. No, the point is Isaiah Thomas has walked away from the cloud. He was getting all right. sorts of backlash, and he tweeted yesterday, I'd like to thank the Celtics for their gracious offer to play a video tribute on February 11th celebrating my three years in Boston wasn't even quite three. No. But since it appears this has caused some controversy with Paul Pierce's night, I'd ask the Celtics instead to focus all of their attention on number 34's career. That's nice. <laughs> it is nice. You know what's what's also kind of nice and fun? A couple of Pierce's old teammates with the Celtics returned last night with the Pelicans, Tony Allen and, of course, Rajon Rondo. Tony Allen, wholeheartedly against Isaiah Thomas sharing that night with Pierce, said they don't belong in the same frame. And then, and then Rondo, Rondo, another emphatic one. I do think Isaiah Thomas holds a lot of value for helping the Celtics to where they are from where they were when he arrived, which was a sub-500 team. We all know it's well-documented, helped in the recruiting. He had a, a phenomenal... Phenomenal MVP caliber year, at least top five last year. But let's not make the guy out to be this legend who's going to have his number retired one day. He was no JoJo White, and we must remember JoJo White in the passing of one of the great Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. Dozen years in the NBA, 10 in Boston, drafted by the team out of Kansas, had his number retired, 
entered the Hall of Fame just a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact, tragically passed away at 71 from brain cancer, but a guy who was just humble and always happy and smiling and gracious with fans and mentored players and was just always around at games and uh, seemed like any game I've ever been to, JoJo White was in the stands. The guy was a, a real, just a, a perfect ambassador for Celtics basketball. Indeed. All right, Adam Kaufman, thank you. Well, in Washington, Congress is still working on their spending plan to fund the government after this Friday. Also, a plan to keep DACA in place. Joining us from Washington, ABC News correspondent Karen Travers. So, Karen, are we going to have a deal here or not? Well, there's two things that we're really looking at right now for a deal. Uh, The first question we'll say is, are we going to have a deal on DACA and uh, the Dreamers by Friday? I, I wouldn't expect that. But, you know, stranger things have happened and maybe Congress can figure this out. But that's looking unlikely over the next 48 hours. The bigger issue, the one that has the more urgent deadline for Friday, of course, is funding the government and avoiding a shutdown at midnight into Saturday. Right now, here's how things look. Uh, House Republicans say they're going to vote on a measure tomorrow, maybe early Friday, that would fund the government through February 16th. So, yes, we're looking at yet another short-term funding bill. And this package that they've put together, they think they can get it through with just Republican votes in the House. But in the Senate, that threshold's a little higher. So they're essentially daring Senate Democrats to vote no and thus shut down the government. They've included a six-year extension of the Children's Health Insurance Program, the S-CHIP program that we've talked about a lot, that Democrats have called for. And basically, the Republicans are calculating that they have sweetened this deal enough so it would be very difficult for Democrats to vote against it. But... For now, they are united in their opposition, unless there is a DACA deal as well. We'll see uh, how the back and forth goes now over the next two days. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. I mean, people are getting tired of this kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this. while they keep doing this, there is certainly frustration from lawmakers of we can't keep doing this. I mean, this. I think if this would be the fourth short-term funding bill since the fiscal year began uh, in early October. You know, that September 30th deadline, it's not negotiable. It's every year. This is not like this deadline snuck up on them. And just over the last couple of years, this has been the approach to doing this. And I'm feeling good. The president had a physical yesterday. I'm feeling good. That's what he says. Thorough exam, of course, joining us on the Ring Central Newsline from Washington, CBS News correspondent Stephen Portnoy. So, uh, how is the president doing? How's his health? The doctor here at the White House who's been in his role since 2013, a rear admiral in the, in the U.S. Navy, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, says that the president is in excellent health for a man of his age, 71 years old. Uh, the the uh, doctor says the president underwent a stress test and an EKG and a whole battery of tests and not only uh, scored in the normal range, but in the above average range for a man of his age. Why would a man who, uh, you know, is borderline obese by the doctor's own admission, who doesn't have a very healthy diet by the president's own admission, who eschews physical exercise by the president's own admission. Why would someone with those characteristics be healthy? How is it possible? Well, Dr. Jackson says it all comes down to genetics, and he says the president has good genes. Good genes. He also has never smoked, and he doesn't drink much, I guess. Other factors that the doctor says contribute to the president's overall good health. 
One other interesting thing that happened yesterday in the briefing, in the briefing room, when we learned about the president's health and uh, his overall condition. Uh, Dr. Jackson told us that the president himself requested a cognitive exam, the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, so that uh, he could essentially put to rest these questions about his mental state. So uh, didn't other doctors around the country say otherwise about his mental health? Yeah, I actually asked Dr. Jackson about that, and the doctor said that those people are engaging in tabloid psychiatry, that only a physician who has actually examined the president should be able to speak to his mental state and other physical health. All right, Stephen Portnoy, thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.